Good afternoon and thank you for joining me again. Julian Campbell here and we've got an interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program we'll be looking at some of those little business tips, those ones we take from the Harbour Business Review about how to grow your business. We're also talking with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre about those obligations of a small business operator. But right now we're going to talk with Brian Daly, who's the Group Creative Director from Enigma, about getting your business noticed. Good afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. Thanks Thanks for joining us this week. Now, I suppose the first question that comes to people's minds is, is how do I come up with ways of getting my business noticed? <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, but it's it's one that uh, I think you really need to look at uh, your own business and to, um, and to look at, firstly, uh, what need uh, that your business or your product uh, addresses in, in your consumer and your customer. So, uh, you know, you look at how your product fits into their life, I guess, and you take it from there. And if if it's uh, something that's uh, it's it's important to them, so you, you know, uh, food stuff or something like that, you can um, you know, say this this does um, this satisfies your need. Um, uh, well, one simpler idea, I guess. Uh, or example is uh, my wife's uh, celiac, for instance, and she needs food that's gluten free. So if you just mm. put put that on it, that says it's gluten free, well, that's that's a whole market there that you've got. So that's a, that's the, a specific need that say that that's um, supplying there, I guess. So. so how easy is it is it to find out what the needs of your customers are? Well, it's a lot of the time it's uh, just talking to them. <laughs> Mm. And, and finding out, you know, and listening to them a, a lot of the time is, you know, if someone comes into your shop and says, oh, have you got any X? No, I haven't. Have you got any X? No, I haven't. Have you got any X? I should start supplying X. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you know, so so it's simple things like that. Or or does does your product do this for me? I need something that does that. And if you've got a product there that can fit that um, need, well, um, there you have it. So by listening to your customers, I think it's, it, it's a really important point that... Um, so this is research. I mean, a lot of people sort of shy away from doing research, but you really do need to uh, have a clear uh, idea of your target market in mind, don't you? Oh, exactly, exactly, yes. And and really, and how your product fits into that target market. I mean, a lot of people try and be all things to all people, but I think that's really being nothing to anybody. <laughs> so, you know, you have to really define... Who it is you're targeting there? Who who your who it is your product benefits? Well, if we're trying to be all things to all people, obviously uh, the cost of reaching all people is going to be prohibitive. That's right. That's right. You know, and I mean, you know, you have a a lot of variance in your listeners, and you know, there'll be some uh, businesses that need to get out to general public, and maybe retailers or things like that. But there's also a lot of um, your listeners, I guess, that are, are business people, business to business sort of communications, which is a whole different um, kettle of fish, isn't it? So, you know, with, as far as you don't need to get to every every man and their dog to get your business noticed. <laughs> Do you find that businesses have trouble identifying first of all their target market and secondly the needs of that market? Yeah, it's um, it's something that you need to. Um, Invest a little bit of your time mainly into into finding out what's what's going on in your target market. Um, so you know that's the first thing, obviously, and then you know uh, to do some further um, uh, looking into the markets is is really important. I think you, you can you can always gain something extra out of your market to to um, promote your business a bit more. So how would how would I go about defining my target market? 
um, you look at what the need is um, that you're providing a, a solution to um, and saying, you know, is it these people that um, need to uh, be supplied with your product? Are they, you know, are they older? Are they younger? Are they um, men? Is it women? Uh, you know, there's obvious ways you can define it a little bit to, to start with. Have they got uh, high disposable income, or is it a commodity that's uh, cheap? So, you, and and it, but it's necessary. So, you know, it supplies a, a big market sort of thing. So, mm. um, it's just just really, you know, looking at who it is that would use your service. Um, and to do that, you need to find, I guess, those those people that you're talking to. I suppose that then just defines my strategy as to how I'm going to uh, make myself stand out. That's right. That's right. And then, you know, once you've got who your target market is um, and then you know who they are, you're, um, then you've got competitors, obviously. Um, so then the other side of the coin is um, to find out how you differ from your competitors. There's a, a, a often phrase used by marketeers called the four P's of marketing. What, yes. what, what does that mean? Um, well, it's really about um, pro- product price, place and promotion. So you've got your product to make sure it does actually fill the need in the, in the consumer. Um, then your price to make sure it's price competitive so that you can your product is at a price that people will buy so it's not above or too, too high or too low. And then you've got um, how to get move it from your place to your consumer's place, basically. Is it a shop front? Is it a um, delivery system? And then uh, fourth is promotion. So, um, And that's where advertising and marketing mm. uh, comes in there. So, so one of the problems that a lot of small businesses have particularly is finding the time and the money to make their, themselves stand out. You got any, got any tips for them? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it is the it is the biggest difficulty, and I, I mean, I've I've run my own business um, a while back and still um, dabble a little bit in there, um, and it, it it that's the hardest thing I found was just to to get the time where you should be, um, you know, selling things you think or um, and to, to but to put your own time into it is uh, very important to, to start with, and um, I think that's the main thing. And if you spend some time thinking about you know, getting some insight from your customers or really having a look at how they react to you. Um, is it something in your personality that's good? Is it something that's a, a colour or, you know, or some sort of differentiation from your competitors to um, to promote? And really, people will pick up on one thing, I guess, that you have to offer uh, because, there's, you know, there's, so there's a lot of people in your market. Uh, they'll pick up on things that um, that you offer specifically that your competitors maybe don't. Mm. So uh, you're going to offer some of these tips next week at the uh, Hunter Business Chamber breakfast on the 9th of March? That's right, yes. Yeah, it should be should be a nice morning. I mean, it won't be... Uh, I can't solve everybody's uh, uh, problems all in one go, but <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a, yeah, a, 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 a top-line sort of talk on, on really ways to, to get people to think about their business, I guess, and think about how they can uh, improve the... Their, um, their market chair, right. I guess. Well, thanks very much for your time, Brian, and no maybe problem. we'll chat with you another time. Thanks very much, Julian. Cheers. That was Brian Daly from Enigma, helping us to get your business noticed. And you're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. Time to have a chat with Brett Gleeson from the Business Growth Centre. Good afternoon, Brett. 
Hi, Julian. I believe this afternoon we're talking about the obligations of a small business operator. What sort of obligations would uh, a small business operator have to consider? Well, in, in broad terms, there are sort of three three sets uh, financial obligations. So, in terms of um, tax returns, business activity statements, and things like fringe benefits, if, if they apply, uh, typically you're you know, and doing your um, your company return, um, your annual statement. If you're if you're a company, those are the uh, the broad obligations. And then I guess if you look at the legal uh, side of things, uh, is your business properly um, incorporated? Have you got a registered business name? There's an obligation to register your company, uh, and I guess another obligations in terms of partnerships. So if there are partnership agreements in place, then have that um, set out properly, so you're, you're protecting yourself as well. Then if you look at the uh, the people management area. Obviously, you know, it is an obligation to pay the tax on behalf of your employees, to pay them their superannuation uh, as and when it falls due. There's also an obligation to uh, you know, um, issue pay slips with the correct information on them as well. Uh, and things like uh, privacy laws. So there are privacy laws which are there for your clients and your customers, as well as your staff, to protect uh, their interests. And then, of course, uh, you know, occupational health and safety, you know, you've got an obligation as an employer make sure that uh, your employees are, um, uh, are looked after and that uh, the, the health, their health uh, and well-being while at work is, um, is making, taken care of. And of course the, the Fair Trading Act as well. Absolutely, yes. That's looking after your customers and doing the right thing by them. There's lots of obligations there. All right, so I suppose uh, I'm a small business operator. How do I make sure that I'm uh, meeting all, all the obligations that are required? Well, you need a you need a good system, obviously, um, and a part of that system is is knowing what your obligations are, and then planning out over the year how you, you know, how you're going to fill those. There are some that have critical dates, fringe benefits returns, for example, uh, the fringe benefit year is finished on the 31st of March, which is coming up soon. So you know that you've got to start a new year, and you've got a, a set period of time to have your uh, your return in. Uh, obviously, end of the year with your tax returns, you've only got a certain uh, amount of uh, time to have them done as well. And every quarter of my BAS t- statement? Exactly, that's right. Your BAS statement is, is you've got to the 28th, the following uh, uh, period. So um, so in those cases, a, a, just a, a calendar is good enough to uh, either electronic or a, or a, a paper-based one where you actually meet, you put your obligations there, where you've got them and they're in front of you all the time. Uh, that's a good, simple way of doing it. And then supporting that with some good record-keeping as well. So um, you know, lots of businesses uh, go uh, to... Uh, yeah, you know, the wrong way uh, because of poor poor record keeping. And uh, if they've got good record keeping, it certainly helps to uh, to stay uh, in the, uh, the right side of the ledger and uh, and prosper and grow. Not just survive as a business, but actually prosper and grow. So keep your good a good filing system is is imperative. Uh, and then, but little simple little things like um, you know, filling out all the details on your checkbooks. If you're still using checkbooks, you know, put all the details there. Cross-referencing some of your uh, your invoices, so invoice what date was paid, where it was paid from, uh, and uh, that's the thing as well. You know, um, making sure that, that all that's done. Reconciling your your bank statements at the end of each uh, each month to make sure that uh, your cash flow is is there, and you're monitoring that as well. Uh, yeah, simple things like that uh, do help to make sure that you can um, you know, manage your business properly by keeping uh, good uh, good systems. And I suppose keeping in, in in contact with my accountant, they'll advise me of the uh, returns if I'm a company when they need to be due. Absolutely, yes. Accounts play a very very uh, important role there to uh, 
remind us when we need things done. Uh, and in, in the meantime, yeah, your bookkeeper has a could uh, be uh, important role to play as well in terms of keeping all those uh, records uh, nice and uh, accurate uh, and up to date. What about some of those other acts that don't relate to the financials, such as the OH&S? How do I make sure I do my obligations there? Well, a good a good system. I think you can you can certainly do do some workshops uh, on uh, OHS. Certainly, the, in, in all these areas, there are often uh, some professional development that you can do as a mm. small business operator. And uh, keeping yourself informed and, and not being informed is no excuse under the law. Mm. Uh, you've got an obligation not only to meet the requirements, but you've got the obligation of actually keeping yourself in, informed. So, um, putting your head in the sand doesn't uh, <laughs> doesn't help you at all. So, uh, be, being open to going and spending a, investing a bit of time in some professional development uh, workshops, seminars put on by Chamber of Commerce, a whole range of, uh, of activities. There's online information. The ATO has an excellent um, website, so there's uh, Fair Trading, uh, OHS information you can get there as well. So you can sit at home and uh, you know and get that information, but mm. the obligation is on you to be proactive. Good old Google, eh? <laughs> yeah, good old Google. It, 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 look, it's amazing. Uh, it's, it's, uh, you, you have to wonder now... Um, what did we do five and ten years ago before Google was uh, the power source that is now of information? So, um, but the obligation on, is on you as a small business person to actually uh, uh, get off your feet and, and actually uh, and, and do something uh, proactive. All right. Well, thanks very much for your time again, Brett, and uh, we'll have a chat with you on another subject next week. For sure, will. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. That was Brett Gleeson there from the uh, Business Growth Centre, helping us to understand our obligations. Well, now it's time to have a look at our business tips, again taken from the Harvard Business Review. The first one is focus on your company's capabilities. Instead of looking for winning strategies outside of your company walls, outperform competitors by leveraging on what your company does best. Use your company's capabilities, the people, knowledge, systems, tools and processes that create value for customers as the foundation of competitive advantage. Here are three ways to make your capabilities work. Firstly, put your capabilities first. Don't decide on a strategic direction and then wonder what you need to get there. Look at your core strengths and let those drive your strategy. Secondly, identify differentiating capabilities. Figure out what your company does uniquely well, what your customers value and what your competitors can't emulate. And thirdly, focus on capabilities, not just fixed assets. Fixed assets tend to expire or become obsolete. Capabilities help keep you agile because they can be applied to changing circumstances. And the second point is three steps to give your team the direction it needs. All too often people work really hard on a project without fully understanding how their efforts contribute to the organisation's overall goals. Next time your team isn't sure where it's headed, take these three steps. First of all, don't assume everyone knows the strategy. Don't make the mistake of presuming that just because executives have shared the strategy, your people understand it. Secondly, confirm shared understanding. Sketch out a from-to chart that shows where your organisation is now and where it is headed. Share this with your boss and your team to be sure you're all on the same page. And thirdly, connect the dots. With your team, create two lists, one of the major projects and one of the organisational goals. Draw lines between the two lists. If there are projects that don't line up, consider refocusing or killing them. 
taken from a little book, How Leaders Create the Context for Strategy Execution, by Ron Ashkenis. Well, now it's time for me to go. Thank you for being with me for the last half hour. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at a little tip on getting your business noticed and also the obligations of a small business operator. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll have a look at more business and legal news and views that may affect your business, along with those interesting tips and stories from successful business people that will motivate you and improve your business. I'd love your company at the same time for business, the law and you. Until then, have a safe and prosperous week. And as Lao Tzu once said, muddy water, let stand, becomes clear. <laughs>